Meet Gail. Her thing is being a supermom, and supermom has a lot on her supersized plate. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. But at Walmart Pharmacy, supermom recently got her whole family updated on all their vaccines. We knocked it out during a grocery run. No appointment. That's Next Level Supermom. From pneumonia to shingles, HPV, and more, get no-cost vaccinations from an expert pharmacist where you already shop. Welcome to an easier pharmacy. Welcome to your Walmart. $0 copay with most insurances. State age and health restrictions may apply. You can start your day off right. When you find a professional on Angie to get your plumbing right first. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that. Hello and welcome back to Highway to Hoover, a production of SEC Extra over at D1Baseball.com. I'm your host, Joe Healy, joined as always by my good friend and co-host, Mark Etheridge. We are continuing our season preview episodes of the podcast and today we're going to talk about the LSU Tigers and Mark you'll have to remind me I don't really remember how last season went for the Tigers but I'm sure it'll come to me at some point I think they had some really good players and had like a big pile at the end of the year I don't know something good mm. must have happened yeah that was that must have been the team party yeah um you know that's, they were, that's what that's <laughs> yeah king cake man it is that time of year um so yeah, we'll get into LSU. So so greetings, Tiger fans listening to this episode. But before we get into talking about the Tigers, uh, I have to let you know that this episode of Highway to Hoover and every episode of Highway to Hoover is brought to you by PitchLogic, the system used by players, coaches, scouts, and instructors at all levels of play from youth leagues to the big leagues. The easy to use and affordable technology makes the platform accessible to every player at every level. All the metrics and features used at the highest level. See PitchLogic.com for more information. Uh, Mark, you, uh, I think you and I are, are kind of in agreement about LSU that this is going to be a fascinating mm -hmm. experiment that might have a little bit of a negative connotation. I don't mean it that way. I just, that we got so accustomed to LSU winning a certain way last year and even really the year before, obviously that team wasn't as good, but we've kind of gotten accustomed to an LSU way of winning games. And, and, and this year it looks like it's going to be a little bit different, you know, and uh, jokes yeah. aside, I forgot to do this part jokes aside, LSU last year, 54, 17, 19 and 10 in the sec. And of course won the program's seventh national title. Got to get those uh, facts in there. But, but anyway, Mark, I mean, it, it's a team that looks like it's going to do it in a little bit of a, a little bit of a different way. And that's certainly going to be yeah. interesting. And I, and I think, um, you know, LSU fans are going to have to, uh, maybe temper some expectations last year got kind of used to a certain style of baseball. And this year, I think it's just going to be a little bit different. Yeah. Remember two years ago in Jay's first year, they really had to piece it together on the mound and, and just didn't have enough. And then last year it started out, there were a lot of, you know, they, they had a lot of arms, a lot of options. And then either through injury or through guys that just, just underperformed, uh, they, they really, fought it um at times on the mound and then of course at the end of the year weather gets weather gets really hot and in june uh the the pitching stabilized and then it became better than stabilized it became came a strength at, at the end of the year well this year's a much different different looking club because um there's even more so than last year this year has so many options on the mound and even more i mean the, the concern you know, we had last year for them, how were they going to get at bats for all these great, great hitters this year? It's how are you going to get innings for all these great pitchers? Because there, there is, there is uh, a huge group 
that are competing for not just for roles, but I mean, even not just for the key roles, but even for the kind of the bit roles, because there, there, there's just so many to pick from. And on the flip side of that, uh, position wise, I mean, there's probably 10, 11 guys they feel pretty good about, but, but other than Tommy White, there's not just, you know, this, this huge, um, star-studded lineup, right? You, you've got some really good guys, Travinsky. Uh, you got Jared Jones, who, who's certainly ascending. But you don't have a lot of, you know, proven. You don't have the the Trey Morgan. You don't have the Gavin Dugas. You don't have those guys around the Dylan Cruz. And, and I think that's going to be the interesting part for LSU is, one, do they develop some guys? Because there's certainly no shortage of candidates. It is LSU. They got players. Um, but it's it's trying to figure out, well, is this team's identity going to be different, right? Is it going to – are they going to win more games three to two instead of six to five or ten to nine um, or ten to two in some cases, right? Or, or what? what's this team going to look like? And can they win that way? You would assume so. They have good players. But it's just a, a different way compared to the way that we're used to seeing LSU. And also different in that – Look, I think Thatcher Hurd was underappreciated last year. Even when he was strong, it's easy to appreciate him now because he was great in the postseason, right? But yeah. in the last we saw of him, he was great. But I think even during the season, there were a couple of outings I thought that kind of spoiled the whole batch, if you will. <laughs> um, but it's going to be different in that he's, I mean, nobody's going to be Skeens, right? I mean, that's just an otherworldly, I mean, that's like, Mark Pryor in 2001 or whatever year it was. That's, Mm -hmm. you know, Steven Strasburg in 2009. Like it's on that level. It's unparalleled really. Right. And so, you know, Hurt is not going to be that, but he's probably not even going to be whatever you look at as like big time Friday guy. I think he's a legit Friday guy, but it's just, it's probably not going to be the same in terms of, Hey, like every Friday out, we just know that like we got, we score two runs and it's over. Like, it's not going to be that. Now, the, but the depth is a lot, lot, lot better, at least on paper, it, it, to the point where, you know, guys like, you know, I remember last year thinking there was some thought of when, when the mound, the, the the pitching staff was kind of struggling, the thought of like, if we could just get Javen Coleman back, you know, mm-hmm. well, we'll, you know, maybe we can work him into the rotation and he can be an answer there. And now it's like, Javen Coleman's yeah. a good pitcher, but like, yeah. I, they can take He's or leave way him. down the line, <laughs> you know, like, okay. um, you know, looking at the, the information we've gotten from what we've been able to glean from LSU. I mean, they're, you know, get, they're going to run it back with Gavin Gidry at the back end. Cam Johnson's probably going to have a, a bullpen role right away. You've got Griffin Herring, but Cade Woods from Alabama, big arm, Justin Lohr from Xavier, a, a proven back end option. Mm-hmm. So there, I mean, they are really, really pretty well stacked and, and, you know, gauge jump feels like, I think we have a good idea of Luke Holman, what we're, what we're going to get there, given that he, you know, he proved himself in the SEC last year. But Gage Jump, uh, from two standpoints, one is okay, the adjustment to the SEC, and then just he hasn't thrown a pitch since April, a competitive pitch since April of 2022. And oh, by the way, he wasn't pitching a ton at uh, UCLA leading up to his going, him going down with injury. He'd only thrown like 16 and a third innings, I think in that freshman season. So there's just not a lot of track record there. Now he, he was a blue chip recruit. Um, you know, Jay Johnson's very familiar with him because he, he was at Arizona when Gage jump was being recruited. He recruit, tried to recruit him to Arizona and, and lost that one. So the, the, the ceiling is super high, 
you know, he was right there with Thatcher Hurd in terms of being highly regarded when he got to, to UCLA. But, you know, you just never know. So, but he, it feels like Gage Jump is the guy where he can take this pitching staff from where we think it starts the floor to, to really closer to the ceiling. So that that's the guy I'm kind of looking for. And, and the, and the reviews about him so far at LSU have been overwhelmingly positive. So, you know, we'll have to see, but man, that, that, that has to get you excited if you're an LSU fan. I kept waiting on you to drop in the, you know, he's going to cause LSU pitching to jump. I just knew it was coming. It was probably, yeah, I, you probably just teetered on it. Right. But you, you didn't yeah, let well, it go. I actually, I'd love to say that I just like made a editorial decision there, but actually I just didn't even think of it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was expecting it. You're, okay. you have a reputation to uphold, but I, I do think you're right. I mean, he, he's a, he's a key uh, cog in this. Right. But the difference, unlike last year, if, if you have a guy who, you know, for whatever reason doesn't come through for you, there's there's just there's just so many different options to go through. And, you know, it's it's one of these things where because because you have all these elite arms and all this velocity and maybe it's a guy who doesn't light it up. Maybe it's like an Ackenhausen who comes in and just competes, and knows how to pitch that that it gives you that something different, right? Kind of, you know, we, we, we see it all the time. Uh, kind of like Riley Cooper last year, right? Good stuff, but not, you know, he, he, he's not a first rounder and, you know, some, and they had, you know, two on the staff, right? So I do think it's, uh, it's, it's kind of having those, those different types of pitchers that, that make a big difference. Hey everyone. We're going to take a quick break from our discussion to hear a couple ads from our sponsors. Meet Gail. Her thing is being a supermom, and supermom has a lot on her supersized plate. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. But at Walmart Pharmacy, supermom recently got her whole family updated on all their vaccines. We knocked it out during a grocery run. No appointment. That's next level supermom. From pneumonia to shingles, HPV, and more, get no-cost vaccinations from an expert pharmacist where you already shop. Welcome to an easier pharmacy. Welcome to your Walmart. $0 copay with most insurances. State age and health restrictions may apply. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Positionally, I, I think the key for me is what what's the middle infield look like? You've got Braswell, the short, the shortstop from South Carolina, come in as a transfer, had a great fall, uh, kind of remade himself at the plate. They, they really like what he's doing offensively. He may hit leadoff, right, and, and play shortstop, and that would be you know enormous for them to for him to come through and, and be successful in that role. And then at second base, Josh Pearson. An outfielder a year ago started in left field, um, moved to second base. So, you know, how, how does what does that look like? Is he going to be able to to handle that every day? Um, th- those are probably the, you know that for me those are their two biggest questions at least uh, you know defensively. And then what do you do with Brady Neal? I mean, he's a starter, but he's one of three catchers. 
and he's he's a guy who's been playing a lot of different positions, right? He's, you know, he, they looked at him at third. They looked at him at second. I mean, he, he could maybe play some outfield too in, in addition to a catcher and DH duty. So, you know, how do you get him – how do you get him in the lineup? It's, it's again, a good problem to have. You have too many good players uh, stacked at, at, at common positions. But, you know, what does that look like? I, I do think that um, offensively, you know, who's going to hit around Tommy White? Um, is it Travinsky? Is it Jones? Or does somebody else step up, right? Is And, and, and what about um, what about Jake Brown, uh, the freshman? Just rave reviews. I did see him. You know, he was just a hitting machine in the fall when my brief look at him. Uh, just a guy who's going to step right in as a freshman and, and be one of the best players on the team. And and this is a pretty good team. So uh, I think that, you know, those are kind of the guys that you want to watch and, and see how things are going to go. Uh, and one more, and then I'll flip it to you, is is what is what what do we get out of Paxton Kling? Enormous talent. Uh as as toolsy as anybody in the country, uh, if his production matches his tools, he's a first rounder. He's a draft eligible sophomore. Uh, what is what does that look like this year? Is he able to to take that step? And again, lots of cool storylines when you look at LSU. It's just a question of um, you know what we see in February, um, what what we see in May. Probably isn't going to be the same. Because they're gonna, I, I think they're, they've just got so many pieces to mold and work with, that that this team is going to be fascinating to watch because it could go in, in a lot of different directions. Yeah, I think you 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 hit on, I think something I've been thinking about with with related to cling, which is that if if you could say if you could magically tell me, you know, Joe, you can know one fact about you know this LSU team to help you better figure out exactly how good they, mm-hmm. they'll be. And for me, it would be knowing just how good that sophomore group of, of Brady Neal, Jared Jones, and Paxton Kling are going to be. And you mentioned mm-hmm. you mentioned all of them as important pieces, and they are, because that that to me is really where it, the, the, it lies with how good is this offense going to be. We know what they're going to get from Tommy White if he's healthy. And he, and he is. I just say that to say, like, you know, you never know who's going to be nicked up, right? Um, but we know what we're going to get from him. I think you know what you're going to get from Mac Bingham, an older player that Jay Johnson yeah. coached at Arizona. Hayden Travinsky, I think we've got a pretty good idea there. And, and for better or worse, I think we know when you have like an Alex Malazzo on the field with a Michael Braswell, guys who can do some things offensively, but you kind of also know their limitations, right? So mm-hmm. you have a pretty good feel for that group. But when we talk about those sophomores, you know, I, I'm not exactly sure what to think, right? Because because in many ways, none of them had the season they wanted to have. Neil, injuries, but also he was, you know, hitting close to 200 when mm-hmm. he got hurt. And, you know, Paxton Kling was kind of reduced to defensive replacement, pinch runner duty towards the, the latter end of the year. And, and Jared Jones, too, his numbers on paper are pretty nice. Um, but, you know, he was also not necessarily a regular when it was all said yeah. and done last year when they went on that run. So I think they're all kind of looking to take – to take next steps and uh, the defense too. I'm with you. Defense too is a part of it. How does Josh Pearson take to second base? How well does, does Braswell play short? He's obviously experienced, but he's also got some defensive limitations. He's not as dynamic as Jordan Thompson was. The arm Mm -hmm. strength is not quite what Jordan Thompson's was is 
So, you know, he's a little bit more of a limited defender, but maybe he's more solid than Thompson. Cause let's face it, Thompson had a really nice year defensively last year at shortstop, but he was occasionally prone to like yeah, trying to do too much one. because yeah. he was such a good athlete or just making mm-hmm. plays that he probably should have eaten it. You know, Braswell is probably a little more solid maybe in that regard. So we'll have to see there. And, um, but yeah, I, I, I just think it's, going to be if nothing else i think there's going to be a bit of a transition period early in the season might there might be some games early where you kind of go oof you know i'm i'm not sure um but i i think they earned the benefit of the doubt last year to be given some time because we were you know we spent week after week mark just like wondering like is lsu's pitching going to be good enough mm-hmm. like my goodness they're really searching around for answers and it was ultimately and it wasn't always pretty but they they got it done and I think it's easy because they were so talented last year to overlook or underappreciate the fact that it was a pretty like mentally tough and resilient group. They, they Uh asked some things of some guys last year that they probably didn't have business asking, like asking Gavin Guidry to, as a freshman who was kind of thought of as more of a position player going into the year, frankly, to, Hey, like you're going to be our dude at the back of the bullpen. (laughs) And like, they really had no right asking him to do that, frankly. And he did it. Right. Uh, Gavin Dugas. Yeah, we know you've been an outfielder and you hit Mm -hmm. like 19 bombs two years ago. So like clearly that works for you. Like we're going to put you at second base Mm -hmm. and okay. Or, Hey, Alex Malazzo, you really struggled with the bat last year, but we're going to keep putting you in there Mm -hmm. and you're going to either figure it out or you're not. And he responded. Right. So there were a lot of little things that went right because they just kind of kept at it and kept plugging away. And and there was a resilience there. So I, I think, we, we should not underestimate that aspect of this team as we look ahead into 2024. Yeah. So a couple other things, um, a guy like, you know, Travinsky who improved so much last year and just kind of figured it out is, is he topped out? You know, we, we kind of thought, well, we, we know what he is, but do we, right. Can, can he continue to elevate? Cause coming into last year, we thought we knew what he was and we didn't. Right. So the, it's those kinds of stories that, that you love to hear. Right. This this guy who, who doesn't transfer out, who puts in the work, but gets the opportunity and and then, you know, it really elevates his game. So that would be one thing. I, I think the, the other thing that's interesting to me is we talked about all these great arms that they have. And, you know, they could get a couple of really, really good arms back. Um, Tommy John guys during the year, later part of the year. I mean, Chase Shores, who, who's a great freshman hard thrower last year, uh, had Tommy John. They could get him back for the stretch run. I mean, he could be back in May if things go, you know, according to according to plan. And then uh, Jaden Newt, another guy who really hasn't thrown at LSU, but super talented, certainly a, a big pro prospect. He, you know, he could come back. Uh, maybe even a little earlier because his surgery was earlier. So maybe mid-season or so, you know, he could be back. And then you're, you know, we 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 kind of kicked this thing off with talking about how many different options are going to LSU is going to have on the mound, and then you're going to add to that, right? So hopefully, you know, no one gets injured, no one has underperforming issues. But if it happens, I mean, this is the team that's probably best suited to absorb something and just keep keep on chugging just because they've, they've got so much talent. Yeah, that's a good point about Shores and Newt just because, you know, that those guys were, were big name guys. And, and it, it's a little different calculus at LSU with those guys because I think for a lot of programs, you'd be like, well, do we really want to burn him 
that he could mm-hmm. maybe pitch in May, but with guys that talented, you're probably only going to have them for three years anyway. So like, you might as well just go ahead and throw them out mm-hmm. there and get something out of them for the postseason. Right. So that is an interesting, uh, interesting wrinkle there and just adds to, to all the depth that we talked about. So mm-hmm. um, that will do it for this edition of highway to Hoover previewing the LSU tigers. Um, if you're just jumping in for this one, I imagine we have a lot of LSU fans who just kind of parachuted in for this one episode. We are doing all 14 SEC clubs, get their own episode to preview the season. Uh, we'll do this leading up to opening day. So uh, please go back and, and get to know your enemies a little bit. Go back, listen to the, the prior six episodes that we've done and uh, stick with us and, and finish out the series with this. Like I said, we're going to go through all 14 SEC teams and, and Mark and I are having a lot of fun doing it. And it's selfishly really helps us kind of get our minds right for the, for the season and gets us yeah. and, in preview mode. So it's a really good exercise for us. I hope it is for you as well. Thank you to pitch logic for sponsoring this and every episode of highway to Hoover. And thank you, Mark, as always for joining me. We'll talk to y'all soon. The highway to Hoover podcast is part of the Sirius XM sports podcast network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today, wherever you stream your podcasts. Te presentamos a Alex. Ella acaba de descubrir el centro de visión de Walmart. Ahora hago mis diligencias en un solo lugar. ¿Compras? ¿Lentes? Walmart. ¿Decoraciones? Walmart. Y lo mejor es que aceptan la mayoría de seguros, así que ahorro tiempo y dinero. Bienvenido a un cuidado de visión más fácil. Bienvenido a tu Walmart. Se aplican restricciones. Visita walmart.com para más detalles. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.